broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 257. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. And we knew it was too good to last, right? All good things must come to an end. Is having Kong on the show to... No, I would say, yeah, it's probably good. But, you know, they like it hot in hell. And so, you know, they had to go back to... Uh, everything's got its natural order. I couldn't quite figure out where you were going with that on that one. I was like, so they called Colin back? What? No, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I got I, what you I mean was, now. I was actually starting to go a different direction, and I realized it wasn't going to work, so I had to do an abrupt, you know an abrupt turn there but i still made the i still made it work my my thought was still somewhat cohesive yeah ish colin is not with us he is dying i don't know he died of dysentery he died of dysentery yes we were talking about nintendo earlier tonight so that works yes Uh, although oregon trail not really nintendo however same era old school games old school games Hey, let's give a shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, radiokscr, stitcher.com, and 4814 web hosting. They're awesome. You know what I love most about 4814? The fact that when we bugger stuff up, they fix it. Yes. <laughs> Funny how that happens, huh? Yeah, I know. If you've noticed that the site has been running for like a, a record period of time now, it's because I've just stopped caring. I've stopped trying to to in quote unquote improve it. Uh, although I will say we've got a few things that do need to be quote unquote improved. Yeah, also known as repaired and updated. Those so. the, the images on the uh, side that handle the RSS feeds that uh, need to be fixed. Yeah, I don't know what happened to them. They just all of a sudden disappeared one day. Yeah. Uh, that was not good. Um, I assumed you had just fixed it. You assumed wrong. <laughs> and I use the term fix very loosely. We don't have any feedback, do we? Don't we? You know, we did get some from uh, Joe over at KSCR. Uh, yeah. Um, let's address that. So um, she really just sent a message saying, Kate Beckinsale and Sausage? Really? WTH? And uh, you've seen The Martian, right? It's kind of yes. like that scene going, are you kidding me? Or, are you kidding me? See, I don't know if she was approving of it or not, but I'm just amazed like every week that we haven't been dropped yet because, uh, let's face it, I'm always saying stuff I probably shouldn't say. There's two different ways to read WTH. It could have been WTH like you so crazy, you know, or it could have been WTH like you just blew up a city block. The mayor's calling for your heads. I need your badge and your gun right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure which it is. I'm not either. So Joe, you know, if you want to elaborate, feel free, but Hey, we love you for loving us. So, yeah. Phrasing. We're not doing phrasing anymore? No. Whatever. You know me. I say inappropriate things. Sometimes I mean to. Well, hey, you know, Joe's pretty, you know. She's cute. (laughs) So, 
I we had I, I wanted to talk about this on on generic geek, but unfortunately, Colin and I weren't able to to get together because you know crossing the plains, the dysentery. Uh, he's probably you know busy skinning a buffalo or whatever. Uh, but after he lost his cats in that river crossing, yeah, that's just uh, tragic, tragic. Uh, but the trailer for Captain America: Civil War dropped well the second trailer trailer number the second two. trailer yes the second one and the first one you might remember uh there was a big hub uh hullabaloo let's let's do that hullabaloo a lot of people were upset oh well we're spider-man we were told we're going to see spider-man we're spider-man well we get spider-man in the second trailer and now people are saying what's up with his costume what's up with all the black around his eyes i got a lot of gripes with these people these people will never be satisfied. They will not. And I find it interesting. I'm seeing a lot of comments, and people are saying, why can't they just do a comic-accurate costume for Spider-Man? Okay, first of all, the previous five movies, I don't think the costume was all that comic-accurate. It looked like he was wearing a basketball. I think that this, in my opinion, is the most comic-accurate costume we've seen for Spider-Man. But it's a giant tribute to the Steve Ditko and John Romita Sr. Spider-Man from the Silver Age. I mean, this is 1970s Spider-Man is what this is. Maybe maybe Spider-Man is using, like, Deadpool tech in his suit that can control how big in the shape of his eyes. I think that they actually constrict in the trailer. They do. They do. And so, yeah, I think that there... I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of um, Stark tech behind them. But I think... I just want to throw it out there. I think this costume looks amazing. It. I, my first thought was, that's 1972 Spider-Man, you know? And I mentioned it to one of my buddies who's a huge comic fan. He's like, yeah, that's that's straight out of the Silver Age. I, at the risk of losing our family-friendly rating, you just know that as soon as that point in the trailer happened and you have Spider-Man in a Captain America movie done by Marvel holding the shield, there oh, was, it was like... It was a geek-gasm everywhere. Yeah, I mean, just tremendous geek boners everywhere. Oh, yeah. it was It was awesome, but... I love the costume. And so I just want to throw that out there. And these people that are saying, why can't they just do a comic-accurate Spider-Man? Pick up a freaking comic. <laughs> oh, you mean the one where he didn't get the girl for, I don't know, 15 years? Oh, uh, was it that short of a time? <laughs> like, like he was like the original 40-year virgin, okay? Oh, totally. Totally. And, you know, I think a lot of people started getting irritated with with the Spider-Man title when all of a sudden Mary Jane Watson is a supermodel and oh yeah Peter Parker marries her I I that that really I think rubbed a lot of people the wrong way cuz Peter Parker was the nerd who couldn't get the girl who I mean but yeah I love the costume I love the costume so that that's all I have to say about that we can move on now Sausage. Mary Jane Sausage. Oh. Okay, whatever. Okay, so, yeah. I... 
<laughs> I just derailed my own train of thought. So here's the thing. It's like 11 p.m. on Saturday night, which I don't know. Daylight savings. Does that mean it's actually now Sunday? I <laughs> No, it hasn't kicked in. It doesn't kick in for another three hours. We won't travel back in time for another three hours. Forward in time. Is it forward? Oh, crap. <laughs> we won't travel ahead in time for another four hours. Which, you know, you, you say that in a confused manner, but now it kind hours. of, it, it is kind of funny if you think about it. During the fall, if we happen to record right as the time change happened, does that mean that the episode never happened? Ooh. That is a very good question. I've always wondered how people who work like hourly, because I get paid by the year. I haven't been paid by the hour for years. Um, but I wonder how the time change is calculated on people who have to punch a time clock. If they're working, when they either gain or lose that hour, if there's just something in the system that's built in to accommodate for that or or what. I've always been fascinated by that. Hmm. I'm sure somebody on somebody on uh, HR like website or something could probably tell us. So let's. I mentioned Deadpool earlier, and you mentioned GGP, and we were going to record another GGP episode with Colin, but we don't know when that's going to be. Shall we discuss a bit of Deadpool? We could. We we could. Um, I'm assuming our listeners have seen it by now because statistically speaking, everyone has at least twice. Yes. I knew it was going to be popular, but dang, I didn't really think it would be that financially successful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, and it really causes me concern and there's been some some news coming out that they're coming out with an R-rated version of Batman versus Superman, which, okay, I can kind of see that given the storyline that I believe they're pulling a lot of stuff from, but I don't like the trend of rated R comic book movies. However, that being said, I think in Deadpool, the only way to do it appropriately was the way that they did with rated R. Yeah. I, I, I think it would have been a mistake to try and make that PG-13. I don't know. I It was a good movie. It wasn't great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was yes. funny. I thought it was well done. I thought it stayed true to the material. I thought it was perfect at 90 minutes. Yes. I felt that any longer it would have been felt drawn out. It would have been, you know, that guy who tells the joke, and it's a hilarious joke, but... Then he just kind of stays around, and yeah, we've all seen those movies where it's like, "Hey, that was awesome!" and and, and what? What? We're still okay. The first Pirates of the Caribbean, yes, that it, that movie took forever to end. It could have ended fifteen minutes before it finally did. I guess you could say the same thing about uh, Return of the King. There was what, like fifteen different endings. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen different times that the the storyline wrapped up. Yes, I mean, and then it didn't. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? You guys are done. No, we're not. Sometimes shorter is sweeter. You know, get through the story that you wanted to tell, do the things you wanted to do, and then call it. 
Yes. And I think they did a very good job at that. I can't understand why Fox can't do that all the other times. That That's a good point. But yeah, I do agree. I think that it was a good length. I thought that it was a lot of fun. I, I actually really enjoyed myself while I was watching it. However, I still hate, hate, hate Deadpool. I do not like the character. I think he's way overrated. I, I think, think he's incredibly overrated. I, I do, way overrated. It's a fun character, but you know, it's like you said, it's it's that joke that is funny the first time and then just kind of wears on you. And they they were wise to end the movie when they did. Can I just say I think the funniest part of the entire movie the very, very funniest part was the part that they didn't even point out. It wasn't even an obvious joke. The fact that they knew full well they couldn't talk about the Avengers or anything that happened in any Marvel movie because Fox doesn't have rights to any of those. So what do they do? They stage the final battle on a decommissioned helicarrier. No, no, it wasn't a helicarrier. Helicarrier. It was a helicarrier. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of flying aircraft carriers in that universe. <laughs> actually, who was it? Was it the director? I think he actually came out and made a comment about that, and he said, "No, it wasn't a helicarrier." Wink, wink, wink. Because we can't put a helicarrier in there. Wink, wink. Yeah, I just thought I thought that part was hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so these are all happening in the same universe, I guess, huh? Yeah, I thought I thought that was funny. I thought that was way funny. Um yeah, I'm trying to find the exact quote about that. Uh but it's the internets are being slow at the moment for me. I also like that they used the uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who is like one of the least known Marvel characters ever. Yeah. Who has, I think, one of the coolest names. That's a that's a mouthful to say, though, dude. I I, I see it as being a problem when well, it's it's she named herself after a song. Yeah. But what happens when she grows up? I mean, if she hadn't died in the comics, I mean, does she become <laughs> Negasonic? Yeah, Negasonic legal warhead. Sure. Like grown up consenting. I. Mm-mm. <laughs> I can't find the quote. I thought I found it, but I can't find it. So, but yeah, basically the director came out and said, "Yeah, that wasn't the that wasn't the helicarrier because we couldn't put the helicarrier in there legally." Wink, wink, wink. So, did he actually say the words "wink, wink, wink"? Um, no, I think he actually he actually winked. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, into our tech headlines. Hey, you know that whole hubbub, that uh, hashtag hullabaloo that's happening around the FBI and uh, Apple? Yes. So um, everyone's favorite trader slash visionary slash, I don't know, whatever, Edward Snowden, is saying that uh, the idea that the FBI can't unlock the phone is BS. And I got to tell him, I kind of 
I kind of see where he's coming from on this one. I don't have insider knowledge, and let's face it, he doesn't really have insider knowledge anymore. He still has a whole lot of information he's been sitting on that he will not release, he says. So it is potentially plausible that he has documents detailing how the FBI actually can get into an encrypted iPhone. Uh huh. But even if you don't, it's the FBI. We have been talking on this show now for five years. Well, no, not for five years, but since Edward Snowden first, you know, turned material over. So what, three and a half years? Four? It's been yeah, a while. So it, it's been a while. But talking about how different government agencies install surveillance things and surveillance chips and devices into hardware as it's being manufactured. Okay, how they have access into all servers and all communication lines going in and out of the U.S. And even beyond that, not just the government, I happen to know for a fact that ad agencies can track where your phone is at any time, what store you stopped in front of recently. Hey, maybe that person is interested in buying stuff. Quick, send them information about that store. Sign them up. Isn't that like what Google's on tap is all about? Yeah. I mean, and we sign up for it half the time. We do because we're suckers. I was in Joanne's Fabrics, Joanne Fabrics today with my wife. She said, oh, I need a coupon text coupon to this number. So now I'm signed up with Joanne Fabrics to get five text messages a month. But I did save 20%. Hey, so it's worth it, right? So it's worth it. We're suckers. We're idiots. So the idea that there is a phone that the FBI can't access seems foolhardy to me. Now, their argument is is that it's currently locked. And if they enter in the incorrect passcode, the phone will lock down and encrypt. Right? Uh-huh. But do you happen to know which phone this is? There were three phones. Two of them were destroyed. Uh-huh. The third phone is a work phone. Oh, that's right. So, one, the likelihood that there is shooting information on this person, on the suspect, on the perpetrator's work phone is pretty low. Yes. Even if there is, however... If it's a work phone and it's encrypted by the company policy, do you know what the company can do? It, they can unencrypt it. Yeah. I happen to know a thing or two about mobile device management. If it's encrypted using the company's policy, all they have to do, all the company has to do, is unencrypt it. Yeah. Now, let's say that it is a personal phone and that it hasn't locked down yet. All they have to do is bypass the lock screen, right? Yep. Well, gee, I wish there was a way you could take it apart, pop out the EEPROM, and read it. You know, this this is, I kind of see where you're going here. Well, I know exactly where you're going here. And it actually reminds me of an article I saw earlier this week. Uh, James Woolsey former CIA director did an interview on CNBC and he said, um, quote, it seems to me as if the FBI was trying to get a right to essentially 
to effectively decide what kind of an operating system Apple was going to have and that they were not just trying to get into one phone. They were trying to change some important aspect of Apple's operating system. This isn't about getting on the phone. This is about controlling Apple. This is about getting back doors and getting control over all devices going forward. I agree. I completely agree. Let's be honest here. And I know this sounds like I'm kind of reversing my previous stance from last week or the last time we talked about it, but I'm not really. It's just a continuation of it. If they don't have access to this phone, does this case fall apart? Do they suddenly not know if this person was the San Bernardino shooter? I wouldn't think so. Right? It's that's it's just ridiculous. It seems odd to me that the FBI would have chosen this case to hang their hat on. This is it. This is the line. Well, you can't ever let a tragedy go to waste. Well, I know what you're quoting there. I I get what you're quoting there. But no, that's exactly what's happening here. They're utilizing this to try and... To try and gain some advantage going forward. Okay, here's where I put on my cynical hat, and here's where I probably get some hate mail, and I get it. I understand. But allow me to play devil's advocate here, okay? Right after any major tragedy, certain parties have the benefit of the doubt, okay? Um, A cop is killed in the line of duty. Everyone loves cops. (laughs) <laughs> no, they don't. So after but. that, after that, yes, we stand with our officers. Um, a Generally ladder, speaking, yes, for uh, the most yeah, part, yes. A ladder of firefighters are lost in a terrible blaze. We stand by our firefighters. Yes. Okay. Um, a school shooting happens, a college school shooting, like San Bernardino, and the FBI is on the case, and they want to put, they want to bring justice to the, to the, uh, they want to put everything to bed. They want to bring justice. Okay. People are behind them. Oh, hey, by the way, we also wouldn't mind trampling your civil liberties and uh, put, inserting ourselves into your smartphone. What do you say? Uh, I don't know if this tragedy necessarily gets you that kind of leeway. I mean, this isn't a 9-11 or Sandy Hook here. Well, and you look at all the stuff that happened with, I mean, right after 9-11 with the Patriot Act and things like that. I mean, we were glad to give up so many civil liberties and so many freedoms in the name of security. Yeah. And it's like, again, I realize this is me putting on the cynical hat and playing devil's advocate here. Okay. Bear with me. I'm really not a horrible person, even though what I'm about to say will make me sound that way. If this person, this shooter was part of a ring of shooters, and it was a well-coordinated attack where they used their encrypted iPhones to communicate and coordinate attacks across elementary schools all up and down California. And they killed a lot of school children. Then the FBI would probably have a reason to come out, or they'd probably at least have a little bit more sentiment on their side. People would be more willing to do this. And then it's Apple looking like the bad guy saying, hey, Apple, don't you love our school children? Six-year-old Susie died because these horrible terrorists were able to communicate on your encrypted hardware. So I get it. I'm sounding like a horrible, horrible person. And that is a horrible, horrible way to look at it. But the truth is, is that the FBI really screwed up by choosing this case to be the one that they make a stand on. Yeah, it, it seems very odd. 
that they're choosing this particular case to try and leverage for backdoors and whatnot. I I find it very odd. If you excuse me now, I'm going to go uh, gargle some bleach and uh, get that horrible, horrible taste out of my mouth. What, playing the cynic? I don't buy anything, dude. We're not playing the cynic. I play the cynic all the time. Playing the cynic and talking about killing school children. Ooh. Yeah, that that is. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a little bit bad. extreme for me. That that is pretty bad. But um, even I don't joke about that stuff, which is surprising because there's few things that I won't make jokes about. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that this is a very interesting case that they're that they're trying to leverage and say, hey, well. Because reasons we need this, and can I just be the one to point out that we went from talking about geek boners to killing school children like within ten minutes? It's what we do. It's how we roll. We're awful people, you know. I, I, I may, saw somebody today while my wife and I were driving down the street, and we started, uh, we we started commenting on this this individual who happened to be a child, and. I kept laughing over over inappropriate jokes that I was making. Um, the kid wasn't a mongoloid or anything. I'm not that horrible. Um, but I, I looked at my wife and I said, you know, there are, there are times where I stop and I realize that it's stuff that comes out of my mouth like this that's going to pretty much guarantee I go to hell. And, you know, it's, I think it's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> I I just have that uncanny ability to say the most horrible things. So it doesn't surprise me that we go from talking about geek boners to what you just talked about. You can't even say it. Killing hey, let's, kids. <laughs> let's stay on the Apple uh, train for a little bit here. Uh, they're in a bit of legal hot water and not from France, surprisingly. Well, it's only Google that gets in trouble. No, no, no. Remember, Apple's in trouble with France, too. Apple could pay up to a million dollars per phone they refuse to unlock. That's right. I forgot about that. Because France evidently needs to steal some headlines to stay relevant. France is like the Kanye of the world. (laughs) Wow. Think about it. Says some really weird stuff you can never back up. Throws itself into headlines like it matters. And really, when you look at it, it's just a real small area. That no one truly cares about except for certain people who just claim that they have the best whatever out of anyone. Yeah, that is true. That's kind of um, that's kind of hurtful, though. I apologize to all the French people out there for my co-host's insensitive remarks. I would not even compare you to Kanye. Not them. The country. I, yeah, but same, same. Same, same. So, um, no, let's go back. I to will the call you surrender monkeys though. <laughs> That's racist. Is it? Yes. Um, the Supreme court has rejected Apple's appeal, which sounds like I just made a fruit joke, but I didn't. <laughs> So years ago, they came to a settlement after being brought up on charges that they were fixing the prices of ebooks. And I remember we brought this up. 
We did. Uh, and then it happened again when it came to textbooks. Yeah, they've been in trouble for fixing prices quite a bit. Yeah. So the settlement was reached a couple years ago. Um, it comes to $400 million in, uh, to, to ebook customers and another $50 million to the plaintiff's lawyers. Plaintiff's lawyers. Man, I went into the wrong business. I should have been a lawyer. No doubt. They're making serious money. Serious money. So if you've forgotten, because it has been a while, and let's be honest, ebook price fixing isn't the most riveting headline of the millennium. When Apple brought out their ebooks section of the iTunes store, many people noticed, wait a minute, this book costs the same amount in digital form as it did in actual hardback, hardcover form. That doesn't make any sense. I didn't have to go to a store. It wasn't shipped anywhere. It was literally emailed to my device. And yet, this still costs the same. Yeah, that's never made sense to me. Well, it was brought to light that Apple had actually conspired with different publishers, uh, five different publishers, Penguin, HarperCollins, Hachette, Simon & Schuster, Macmillan, um, to knowingly keep prices high. They basically formed an oligopoly. But because an oligopoly is an agreement between companies in different areas to uh, foster basically uh, uh, the same price everywhere, because this all existed in the same realm, I believe that qualifies it as a monopoly, which is, by the way, illegal. Yes. So, uh, the Department of Justice and 33 different attorney generals from different states. Um, yeah. Basically sued them for costing more than Amazon. Yeah, it was all just a big old scam by Apple. Yeah. Well, they lost their last appeal. I wish Apple would lose their appeal. But um, ching <laughs> But uh, all those hipsters and Colin and Colin. Yes, always. And Colin, I don't know why he just doesn't settle down with a nice little hipster woman. <laughs> well, I think that this is this is really weird, though, how they've got this broken down. So they've got we've already established they got to pay four hundred and fifty million dollars, but they've had multiple like deals cut over the last few years regarding this well and, the different the different publishers have cut different deals and now they've been waiting on apple yes and they had apple said that you know okay we'll pay 450 million dollars if we appeal and lose if we appeal and earn a retrial we'll pay 50 million to consumers and 20 million to lawyers still good job to be a lawyer and if the district court's decision was overturned, they wouldn't pay anything. So it goes on and on and on. And Apple is hoping that the Supreme Court would say, oh, yeah, you know, let's hear your case. This is a big deal. Instead, they say, no, we don't care. You're paying. And so Apple's stuck. I, I think Apple honestly thought, look, we're Apple. We're awesome. Of course, a higher court's going to overturn this. Yeah, the the hubris on yeah. display here is just insane. Exactly. I, I think that that's exactly what was going through their head. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll go ahead and pay it unless this, which I can kind of see in any situation. But, I mean, they have, like, this whole structure. If this happens, we pay this. If this happens, we pay this. And I really think that they were betting that they'd end up having to pay a lot less than $450 million. Yeah, it's kind of funny if you think about it. It's kind of like, well, I know the Supreme Court is the highest court in the land, and they're probably dealing with appeals from the whole gay marriage thing and the DOJ trying to hack people's phones, and there's still people who, for some reason, are... Um, petitioning them to look into Obama's birth certificate and Obamacare, and now they're down a justice as well. But, you know, I'll bet you, I'll bet you they'll look into how we want to make more money off of people with ebook pricing. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's like asking the Supreme Court to look over your lease agreement because your landlord hasn't mowed the grass. <laughs> That's true. That's awesome. I like that analogy. <laughs> Granted, I don't think my landlord owes me $450 million. That would be pretty awesome otherwise. That's a lot. That is, that is a, a lot. That is a ton. But now, for Apple, that's like couch change. You know, we keep saying that, but at some point, this couch change is going to start adding up. It is. It is. So they'll come out with like some revolutionary new version of the iPhone. That, It'll be silver gold. Yes. It's actually gold, but it looks silver. Yes. Is it black or black or blue? Or is it what? I don't even know that dress. The, white, the white and gold iPhone. That yeah. Maybe black and blue. We're not yeah, sure. Exactly. That would be awesome. You know, that would sell like crazy. I found that really funny about the rose gold MacBooks and iPhones and watches. It's like we are now introducing the rose gold. I'm like, why? So you can sell it on QVC? I mean, isn't that the only place people buy rose gold things? Yeah. It's just, but you know people do. That's why they keep coming out with this crap. I have news for everyone who bought one of those rose gold Apple things. You've been conned. Actual rose gold comes from a very specific area, and it's because of the impurities in the gold. Is it rust in the gold? No, it's not. It's like Black Hills gold. Black Hills gold comes from the Black Hills. It looks a very specific way. You can't claim it's Black Hills gold if it doesn't actually come from the Black Hills. It's like all you people who buy Kobe beef hot dogs. I'm going to go off on a rant here for a second, okay? (laughs) What? Japanese hot dogs are awesome. Yeah. Guess what? Kobe beef only comes from one specific part of Japan. It's super expensive there. It is some of the highest quality beef in Japan, and it's not exported. Also, They don't export it? I didn't know that. They don't export it. They can barely have enough for themselves. They also don't export any rice. Interesting. They also don't export wasabi. So, everyone who's been eating Kobe beef, whatever, here in the States, Kobe doesn't actually have a designation with the USDA. So, it's impossible to have Kobe-grade beef in the U.S. because the USDA doesn't actually identify it. I could chop up chicken and call it Kobe beef chicken. Kobe chicken. Kobe chicken. This is the finest Kobe chicken. Ooh, we should do that. And if 
If somehow someone did smuggle in Kobe beef and got it approved by the USDA to call it Kobe beef, they wouldn't turn it into a freaking hot dog. (laughs) They'd sell you $50 of Kobe beef. It would weigh four ounces. And it would be delicious. Probably. I think I had it. So when people... Oh, American consumers drive me nuts. They're the ones who buy the rose gold Apple products. They're the ones who vote Trump. Buy Trump steaks that still have the Are they Kobe beef? (laughs) Trump Kobe beef steaks? Did you, while we're talking about Trump steaks, did you hear about at his little press conference thing the other night? He brought out all these failed products to show that they're not really failed products. And he showed his Trump steaks off. Yeah, the Trump steaks still had the label from like a local butcher where he went and bought them. But because he bought them or somebody from his team bought them, they're Trump steaks. That's hilarious. They didn't even take the labels off. I'm sorry. Every time someone says Trump steaks, I just imagine him being carved up like a roast beast from a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> hey, uh, there was a rather large Apple security flaw that was found. Not security was... flaw. I shouldn't say it was. It was. An, it was a full-on exploit. Yeah, oh yeah. It was. It was big time. Like ransomware, big time. Do I forget? Did we talk about this last week, or did this come out after we did that episode? I think that this came out afterwards. Must have been right after. Okay, so you remember CryptoWare, right? The crypto wall uh, exploit where you download something and it executes and it encrypts everything on your hard drive. It's locked so you can't access it and you have to pay money to these hackers to get the decryption key. Yes. I remember it. We did talk about something uh, ransomware on our last show, I believe. Something new was out in the wild, yeah. But this week we got news of the first one for mac and it was full-blown it was in the wild it was active it was very effective yes so effective and so terrifying and i cannot stress to everyone just how terrifying it is that apple for once jumped on it patched it and rolled the fix out across everything within a week yes like before they even acknowledged it was a thing they were working on fixing it that's amazing. Yeah, it's that's a big deal. Um, there's It's a big deal for a couple reasons. You know, we've always joked about Apple and their security by obscurity. They're no longer... I mean, this, is, this illustrates that they are no longer going by that 100% of the time. Because, I mean, they jumped on this quickly, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it also did. shows possibly... OS X is becoming a little little more popular than it has been previously. And so it's giving hackers reasons to go after it. Um, perhaps. Market share would say otherwise. It, it hasn't grown in market share compared to the Windows platform or the Linux platform. In mm-hmm. fact, things have been pretty consistent across the board. The needle hasn't moved much. I think you are right, though, in that it's at least proving to be more popular with hackers. We're seeing a lot more exploits for it. Yes. I personally believe that it's grown harder uh, now that Windows XP is being phased out worldwide 
And there's been such a push to get people onto Windows 10. Look, like it or not, like Windows 10 or hate Windows 10, the fact is, the objective fact is, Windows 10 is much more secure than previous versions of Windows. Yes. Sorry, all you haters out there can scream at me all you want. It's the truth. And that's not to decry OS X. The very newest version of OS X is, I think, more secure than all previous ones. I say I think because it seems like every time they bring a new one out, there's always some very alarming security flaw introduced in the newest version. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on faith and say that the newest one is the most secure. But I think hackers are actually having problems now hitting the easy targets in the windows area. So why not shift to the easy targets in an infrastructure that isn't used to fighting you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that total totally makes sense. I, I just, I don't know. I think I, I happen to know that Apple could have a much more secure OS, not because I think it's a better product, but because it has a Unix-based OS. And if time has told us anything, it's that admins who know what they're doing can lock down a Unix system to be nearly impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Nearly. The problem is, is that Apple is faced with getting a Unix system to be adoptable by the greater public. And that same Unix admin who can make a system totally impenetrable cannot make that impenetrable system accessible to grandma who wants to blog. (laughs) I just want to email my kids. I got this great little pop-up. It turns my cursor into a walking dinosaur. Isn't that hilarious? My grandson will love that. Yes. Yes. Now, if you're wondering how you get this particular piece of crap on your machine... Uh, it looks like one of the one of the big ways was an installer of an open source BitTorrent client called Transmission got compromised. Yeah, uh, they've updated it now, but uh, it looks like version two point nine was the bad one. Uh, so now the real worry is here, and we haven't read enough into this to really be able to tell you one way or another. The worry is is that what if Apple fixed this whole exploit the same way they fixed the last one by simply disabling a key system file and all the attacker has to do is change which file to target to set everything off again. Ooh, that could be. Because that's what they did in the past. That was their quote-unquote fix. I'm not saying that is what they did this time because honestly we don't know, but it has been their MO in the past. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I hadn't considered that. I hadn't considered that. But, you know, be aware, ransomware is now on Mac, so... No one good, is safe. Good luck, all y'all. Um, Let's go into... Huh, that could be a better idea. Snapchat, the sources say, has a secret team working on making their own version of smart glasses. I I hear this and I just laugh. I just laugh because, you know, wearables, yeah, they're the hot thing right now. Right. Totally hot thing. But you look at, like, the practicality of anything other than a smartwatch or 
a Fitbit-type device, and it's just absurd. You know, Google Glass has not taken off whatsoever. We've got Microsoft working on theirs that's not going, not, you know, out in the wild. It's not, I mean, we've gotten to the point where people call people who wear Google Glass glass holes because there's an air of pretentious douchebaggery about them. And now Snapchat wants to make smart glasses so that I don't know you can delete what you see after 30 seconds maybe that's what it is it is the way to unsee what you have seen (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's what this is for now I'm confused isn't Snapchat the one that you can use to send a naked selfie to someone and then it deletes itself allegedly yeah Are people still using it that way, or am I just an old fogey now that's talking about the interwebs and the face Twitter? They might still be using it that way. I know, like, we're starting to see a lot of brands using Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat because I don't need it, but a lot of brands are starting to use Snapchat, which I find interesting because it's got that stigma of send a naked pic and then it goes away. See, here's the thing. People were worried about Google Glass because they didn't know, are you recording me now? Are you taking a picture of me right now? Right? Which seems a little bit paranoid. The Google Glass is actually usable for a lot of different things. And if it's recording, you can see a light. You know it's recording. Yes. Snapchat is only known for one thing. And it's taking pictures or showing pictures in a supposedly anonymous and protected way that will never get back to your parents. <laughs> yeah, I, I So if you're wearing a pair of Snapchat well. glasses, I'm going to assume you're just recording me. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, um, they've got a picture, and I don't know if this is actually what the Snapchat glasses will look like. <laughs> they look a lot better than Google Glass. They, yeah, they really do. It's hard not to. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, okay. Into some other fun news from the, huh? This goes to Fortune. So I guess I missed it when Fortune became an actual business, but it did, and it was sold a couple years ago for quite a bit of money. Yeah, a lot of, lot of money. Yeah. Um, well, the founder of it, Moot, whose name was Chris Poole, who founded it in his bedroom at age 15, just got brought on to Google. They hired him to take over uh, their social front, Google+. Plus. I guess they're hoping that the guy who just revitalized some of the worst parts of the Internet can do the same to them. You know, when I think about 4chan... I immediately think of just, like, the most horrible parts of the internet that aren't completely illegal in one place. You know, we're not talking Silk Road type stuff. This is like, this is like the worst of the worst in high school, you know? And that's how I see 4chan. And now... 
I see that Google's bringing him on to to kind of give Google Plus some life. And I don't know that that's a good choice. I mean, he obviously knows how to make a thriving community, and that's obviously what they're going for. Right, but he made a... I think you're right. I think he made a thriving community on the people, and I'm going to catch flack for this, and I realize this. They weren't exactly the... You never heard of a 4chan user being on the right side of anything, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I mean, they're just... If you want an online poll hacked... If you want something just completely horrible thrown out there on the internet, I mean, these are the guys who do it. This is this is what they do. They are just, I mean, they're funny. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy oh, yeah. it. There's a lot of funny things on 4chan. I mean, and it's far better than funny or die. Yes. You know, but... You hear of Redditors doing good things and bad things, but good things. I've never heard anything of 4chan doing good things. I don't necessarily know if that's what Google wants. But I think the the fundamental problem here is, is that Google doesn't know how to let things grow organically. When it comes to the social front, no one wants to be told, here is this playground that I have made for you. It has this and this and this, and you will play on the slide like this, and you will play on the monkey bars like this, and you will play on this like this, and you can only play on it like this. Okay? Yeah. You give that to a bunch of kids, and they'll be happy with it because it's new, but unless you are continuously rolling out new things and new things for them to do and new ways to do it, they will leave versus, hey, here's a whole bunch of blocks in a sand in a sandbox. Do whatever you want. Let's see what uh-huh. you make. And that's what 4chan was, and that's what Reddit is, and that's what all those different social sites are. They are kind of, here's a framework, go nuts. Yeah. And they grow. And that's the thing I don't think Google knows how to do. And see, I think that Facebook at some point was like that as well. I think they've lost a lot of that. Agreed. Which is which is why people don't like Facebook like they used to. I don't think Microsoft ever had that in their DNA. I I completely agree. But I mean Google just doesn't that's not Google, which is interesting because you listen to stories about like employees at Google and things like that and you would think that they'd be very good at that, but I don't think that they are. I think they would have been before they became an ad agency. Yes. Once it became an ad agency, there was a noticeable shift in the culture. And everything else they pushed out had to tie into their ads. That was their revenue. That was their money stream. Yeah. Once they started turning their users into their commodity. Right. Then that's when that started changing. But I, this could be the best thing for Google+. Plus. In we'll all see. honesty, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Um, in other news, Seagate has two bits of news they'd like us to know. Well, technically only one, uh, and it's not even a headline here, but I happen to read up on it. And it's kind of cool. They've released a new SSD. Remember last year when I talked, not last year, last week when I talked about the new uh, 15 terabyte SSD that's just yep. massively huge? Well, yep. Seagate wanted to respond, and they released a new SSD that is 
wow, geez, two thirds, yeah, 66% faster than the previous fastest SSD. 10 gigabytes a second. That's not gigabits, that's, which is still ludicrously fast. Gigabytes. That's like two DVDs every second. That's awesome. That is an ungodly speed in terms of computer processing. You put one of those in your computer and I, yeah, there's no bottleneck anymore. It's no, just that's, insane. That's cool. The, your bottleneck is then like your motherboard. You, uh, you, yeah. you are now the computer's bottleneck. How quickly can you process your keyboard command? <laughs> true, true. You do have to have good hardware to complement it, though. Yeah, your computer's yeah. just sitting there going, I know he wants to go to this website. I know he wants to go. Why won't he just type in? Okay, he's typing. He's typing W, W. And, and, and it's do, not long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not long before the computer just says, oh, screw it. I'll take him there on my own. And then we have Judgment Day. Yes, yes. Or we're all those big fat people on Wally's ship. Um, but. True. The second bit of news, uh, the one that I maybe they didn't wish we knew, they were hacked and they lost a lot of their employees' data. Can I just throw a disclaimer out there? I have never worked for Seagate. Just uh, so this one's not on me, not on me. I I was actually kind of excited when I saw that they got hacked. Well, sort of hacked. Um, that they got compromised. Because I knew that I won't be affected by this one. But, yeah, they were actually fished. Which is kind of funny. It, it really is. It really is. They got fished. And, um, yeah, they gave a bunch of... Em- a, a Seagate employee released 2015 W2 info to somebody that they thought was somebody official. And, yeah, oh, I guess it also happened to Snapchat recently. I, I didn't hear about that one. Um, I don't remember that one anyways. But, yeah, they they say um, less than 10,000 people were affected. But I love how this article says maybe if you ask nicely enough and email the right person, you'll have an answer. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Seagate. Uh, our last headline has it's a little bit better to deal with. Supercell, the makers of Clash of Clans, recently released a thank you video when it came to light that they are on average being played by a hundred million players every day. As the video pop points out, it's more than the entire combined populations of London, Beijing, Delhi, New York City, Tokyo, Seoul, Rio de Janeiro, Moscow, Dawnbreak City, and Buenos Aires. Dawnbreak City? That sounds like a Fallout location. Yeah, doesn't it, right? I was immediately <laughs> thinking, oh, okay, Resident <laughs> Evil? Is that one of the... No? Oh, oh actually, Dawnbreak is a, is a town in Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Yeah. Good on them for adding that then. Here's the thing. I have three different Supercell games on my phone right now. I'm not even sure I like two of them, but I keep playing. You know, I haven't played Clash of Clans since since I went to Ohio at the beginning of February. I don't know why. I just haven't. I've been busy with other stuff. It's because you need to join the Stolen Droids clan. 
You don't want me. I'm, I don't do anything. And neither do <laughs> half of our other players. Just saying, listeners, you yeah, could be I, a little bit more active. But I will say, I played Clash of Clans like very regularly for a couple years, I think. Which yeah. was amazing. Well, and now their new one is uh, what is this? Like Royal Clash, Clash a, Royale, Clash Royale. It's it's a card based one. I'm not even sure I like it, but I keep playing it. People are going nuts for it. Yeah, I'm I'm like level ten already. I'm not even sure how that happened. <laughs> it's like, what did I do? They know what they're doing. Somehow they, do. they know what they're doing, and yeah. I don't feel annoyed by ads or anything. It's 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 much better than many of the other production studios. So good on them. Good yeah, on congratulations, them. Supercell. You make fine games, and people recognize you for it. Um, okay, into our favorite. Well, mine we've already talked about. It is the new um, Captain America trailer. Um, sorry, it's just pretty awesome. The scene with Tony and the Extremis armor. Very very cool. Despite the fact they don't, they don't call it that because Extremis was used in Iron Man 3 and was completely different than what it was in the comics. Iron Man 3 still to this day makes me angry. I own it on Blu-ray. I've never watched it on Blu-ray. Yeah, everyone gives Iron Man 2 such flack. Really, it was like a masterpiece compared to 3. Yeah, Iron Man 3 just pissed me off on so many levels with what they did with the Mandarin that I, yeah, I, I couldn't deal with it. You'll never see me coming. It was like evil Carl Sagan. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, I have a good favorite this week. I don't know. We've talked a little bit about Pottermore over the years, uh, but not really a lot. There's just not much to talk about it. Um, it's J.K. Rowling's website where she throws out Harry Potter stuff every now and then to try and sell her wares and whatnot. And as you know, we've got Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I think is the name of it, coming out later this year, which is set in the Harry Potter universe, but it takes place in, in North America, New York, I believe. Uh, well, this week, we were treated to uh, a bunch of information regarding the history of magic in North America. J.K. Rowling actually sat down and wrote like four short pieces detailing how magic has kind of evolved in North America going all the way back to the 14th century. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, this is awesome stuff. I have been checking it out every day. They've released a new piece every day. They've got all four pieces out now. Uh, but this is awesome stuff. If you if you like this type of stuff, if you're a Harry Potter nerd, you definitely want to take, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes and read through it because it's it's great. I really hope there's a chapter about how they went to war with and destroyed the smart, sparkly skin vampires. Oh, I wish. Wouldn't that be wonderful? See, and here's the problem. I've been kind of um, spoiled um, when it comes to magic and whatnot. Because if it's not a Grimnoir series or a Monster Hunter series, I'm just kind of like jaded now. Yeah, Larry Korea's kind of done that to us, hasn't he? If 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 Larry Korea could write something in the grim noir universe that crosses into the Hogwarts and Harry Potter verse. That would be awesome. We should talk to him about that at fan X in a couple of weeks. Cause I'm he forward. will be there. Yes, this is true. And so will we, we think 
And we, no, we should be. We should, we should be. be. We, we, we got some very confusing confirmations from the FanX team. The, the email that said we got our press passes came after the one that said we didn't get our press passes. So I, th- I believe we're good. Um, and if we're not, I'll just show the email. <laughs> yeah, hey, that works. Hey, again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Twitter, Facebook, um, 4chan plus us. Uh, and until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.